Hey, you. Yeah, you, the one listening to this podcast right now. I'm guessing you tune into Docs Outside the Box because taking control of your career is really important to you. Now, our sponsor, Provider Solutions and Development, they have a team of experts that are ready to guide Docs just like you through today's job landscape. They've also got exclusive access to hundreds of positions nationwide. So whether you're looking to dive deeper into your specialty work or let's keep it real, you're trying to find a healthier work-life balance, it's important to start the conversation with them right now. Contact them at info.psdconnect.org forward slash docs outside the box. This episode is brought to you by Set for Life Insurance. Listen, Docs, one of the first steps we took to pay off our student loan debt was realizing we paid way too much for our disability insurance. That all changed when we found Set for Life Insurance. They helped us with a customized insurance policy that met our needs and most of all, budget. To learn more, check out setforlifeinsurance.com. What's good, everyone? This is Dr. Nee. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. Dr. Renee. Hey, this is another... Actually, this is not just another episode of Docs Outside the Box. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a long period of time, um, which is start to incorporate book reviews Mm -hmm. into the show. Um, That is one of my biggest weak points. I don't know if you can say the same thing also, but for me, the biggest things that... Or at least the biggest deficiency that I've noticed for myself is I literally have stopped reading nonfiction books. Everything that I read is either something on a website, mm-hmm. something tech related, something medically related. And then definitely from a book standpoint, it's always re- you know reading some type of medical journal or you know studying for boards or something like that. It's very rare that I get to just say, I just want to read just to mm-hmm. get myself better. How do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I resonate. You know, I do. I think a lot of people resonate with that because life just gets, you know, really busy and you just kind of keep going through the day and don't realize all the other things that you used to do in the past. So. Yeah. So, like, for example, like, over the past 10 years, if you compare what I've read over the last 10 years compared to what we've read mm-hmm. <laughs> over the last three months, it's crazy. Yeah. So, over the past 10 different. years, we didn't read, I didn't read anything. Yeah. And literally everything was just what I just said before. And over the last three months, after reading this book and building a system, I've read at least four books. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of them being Will Smith's book, um, which was like 20 something chapters, mm-hmm. cl- close to like 600 pages, got it through. And just basically it all falls back to this book that we're going to be talking about. Right. You know, now are you talking about book reading, reading, actually opening up, cracking, open a book? It doesn't matter to me. As long as the knowledge is getting into my head, I think that we got to stop. For me, at least, I'm mm-hmm. separating myself from this whole notion of in order to read a book, I have to have the book open and I have to have my highlighter out and I got to read that book. Like that just doesn't work for me at mm-hmm. this point in my life. Yeah. And I think it's really important to understand the situations that we all are in. So for me, I drive a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm on the road a lot. And rather than use that time to just listen to podcasts or just to talk on the phone, like I can get an audio book and get the same thing out of that than just, you know, just sitting there and doing nothing. So for me, it's all about audio books at this moment right now. Yeah, I say I ask that, you know, you know, because I think oftentimes when people are thinking about, well, I have to read, they're thinking, well, I don't have time to sit there and, you know, crack open a book and things like that. 
And so, you know, I just, I, I do the same thing, right? Like, I read three audiobooks or listened to three audiobooks probably in the last two months. And so, for me, yeah. You're, yeah, not, I, you're not playing. You're on fire. Yeah. I, you know, I for me, I, I agree with you. I, I'm getting, I think, the same thing out of the audiobook experience um, as I would just a regular reading experience. So, you know, I just want our audience to know that when we're saying, hey, we we read so many books, it's not because all of a sudden our time opened up and no. we were able to sit down in the sunroom or something. We make it happen anywhere we can. Right, you just make it happen wherever you can. So hopefully people listening to this that's understand that they can do that as well. No, that's a really good point. Thanks for bringing that up. So look, let's focus on this book that I'm reading or that I read that I want to review. It's called Atomic Habits, written by a gentleman called James Clear. Um, it is a nonfiction book. I'd say definitely within the genre of productivity, definitely life advice. Mm -hmm. And um, I finished this book, I'd say about towards the end of last year into this year. And if I had to put this book into three sentences, let's start off with a 30,000 foot view. You know, I like to use that, that height all the time. <laughs> um, but if I had to say this book in three sentences, I have to say that building habits has nothing to do with motivation, right. which was completely shocking to me. I was that type of person that the only way you could be successful, the only way that if you want to change something in your life is you got to be super motivated. And if you can't get it done, you're not motivated enough. Um, this other thing is we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. Mm -hmm. That was, oof. Yeah. Yeah, that was for me. I'm like, because I'm, the, like I said, the first two things, I'm all about motivation and I'm all about setting goals. And if I don't accomplish those things, it's because personally there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm, like there's mm -hmm. something wrong with me from my persona standpoint. Right. Um, the other thing is micro improvements in your life, micro improvements in anything that you want to do, ultimately, compound and make you better right mm -hmm. so it's not about like these big changes that we purport or that we want in our life it's really about the micro improvements mm -hmm. and this part right here this is this proves right here i'm not a math major but basically <laughs> uh -oh. it says that if you make those changes in that same vein right mm -hmm. if it's about the micro habits the really small changes in your life if you are able to get better one percent of the time right every day if just one percent you are able to make an improvement in your life or whatever you want to do one percent over a year, that compounds to 37.6%. Yeah. Now, in my mind, I'm like, all right, that's 376%, <laughs> right? Because no. you're getting better each time. But the way how compounding works, and I don't know all that stuff. You that's do you. know how that's that you. works. No, I don't know how that works, and you I don't do, want to figure it out. You know about compounding interest. All right, well, I kind of know about, I know compounding interest in how it kind of works, but like the mathematics and all that, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. If anybody knows like this, the exact math of how one percent every day. I know how for, that. Works. Okay, so do it real quick. So, well, I, mean, I can't do the actual math, mm -hmm. but so that's exactly no, what no, I'm no, talking no, no, about. No, no. I understand well, the I, concept I, that you're gonna get better. We get no, it. No, not but how to the get math better. Works. Meaning that if you got one percent better, right? So it's one percent every day, right? On on that number. So the one percent you add to the next day, and then after that, you add one percent. To the day after that, and then you add one percent, right? So if you had a number, for example, so if I did, so one percent, if I got one percent better on Monday and I got one percent better on Tuesday, how much percentage is better am I on Wednesday? Well, it's not two percent. Well, you have that's to what start, I thought. It should well, be two percent. No, you have to start out with a number. You have to start out with an actual number first. All right. Well, listen. Let's <laughs> let, let's jump into how I discovered this book. I heard I discovered this book. It's been out for roughly about five years now, five or mm -hmm. six years. The author actually just started writing uh, like a daily journal 
on his website. And then eventually he uh, like compiled so much stuff that he created a book from it. Um, but I've been hearing about this book everywhere. This book has been talked about on podcasts. I know Lewis Howes has interviewed this guy. Um, multiple people have talked about it, whether it's on mm-hmm. a podcast, whether it's on YouTube. If you haven't heard about this book in some form or fashion, you probably heard someone talking about this, referencing this. Yeah. Um, so that's how I found it. The other thing, too, is for me, I felt like for years I've been struggling with being consistent with working out. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I was a really good athlete in high school. I was a good average athlete in college. But there was always this um, carrot of knowing that as long as I'm competing, I'll always stay in shape, Mm -hmm. right? So as long as there's a meet, as long as there's a big competition, that was motivation enough for me to just show up every day, run the miles, lift weights, and just for the fact of just wanting to whoop someone's ass on the track, Mm -hmm. I just would show up. But the question then becomes is what happens in medical school? There ain't no track team there, you know? And definitely in residency and afterwards when you become a doctor, that carrot, that motivation to race like what what is there what what's there for me to keep me going and to stay in shape Mm -hmm. and i struggled with that i've you know obviously been trying to do a whole bunch of different type of at work or excuse me at home workouts and you saw me you start i start you stop then you start then you stop yeah, so as a result, I've been putting on weight, I've been eating poorly, um, being on locums, you know, I'm always eating in a restaurant. Um, so there are all these different things that I just was struggling with, and I um, wasn't sure exactly how to change it. Mm-hmm. So that was a big thing for me. And then I also just felt like I hit a rut professionally as well as uh, from a podcasting standpoint, mm-hmm. business standpoint. So I thought, well, let me read this because there's all these things specifically my health as well as a system that I'd want to build but I don't know where to start and um, this book has really jump-started that for me here's a tip when looking for your next job understand your strengths and weaknesses for example if you've been practicing for a while and you know you have a problem with closing charts then it's important that you find a place that's going to help you have administrative help right So there are plenty of options when it comes to your career in medicine. But just like every patient is different, every physician has their own personal definition of success. And that's where our sponsor steps in. Provider Solutions and Development doesn't bring just one answer for all. They are recruitment experts focusing on who you are before helping you find what you're meant to be. So whatever you're ready for next, they'll help you find it with no quotas, no commissions to get in the way. So even if you're looking for a more collegial feel at work or just, heck, a more healthier work-life balance, they can help find the right fit for you. So reach out today at info.psdconnect.org forward slash docs outside the box. So what was one, like, what was kind of your first step? Like, or actually... What was kind of the first thing that you read in the book that made you realize that motivation actually wasn't enough? Besides him just saying that, right? Because obviously right. he says that, but, you know, you might be like, mm, I don't know if motivation is not really enough. And then he goes deeper. So what made you realize that motivation actually is not enough? So key thing. So when someone wins a championship, right, or when um, there's a race, right, and there's, you know, 100 meter race in the Olympics, right, when... All of them finished uh, the finish line. One person wins, mm-hmm. right? But they all work out. 
right? right? They all are trying to win the championship, mm-hmm. right? They all have that motivation of wanting to become the Olympic champion. But right. why is it that one person, on average, consistently is winning the 100 or consistently is winning a 200 or what have you? What makes these champions who consistently show up better? Are they just physically better than everybody else? Mm. I don't know if that's really the, the case, mm-hmm. right? So the concept of, yeah, like everybody has the same motivation, right? Like I can imagine when people win a championship, they're like, yeah, I want to give say what's up to Shasha. Craig, all the mugs down to seven eleven, right? Like there's more to that than just that, right? Like it's more than just God just chose you to win. Like when people say, I want to thank God. So God chose you to win this race. Like you're that favored that God chose you to well, be God all wants this you to be the 100 meter dash winner. Over these other people, right? But what it boils down to is that there's probably, if you look down to what their daily habits are, the systems that they do, there's things that they're doing that the others probably aren't doing. Mm-hmm. They're probably stretching more. They're spending more time working out. They're probably doing more reps in the gym. They're probably doing all these different things that compound to make that person faster, recover better. And that way, you know, whatever the difference in between first and second place, however infinitesimal that may be, mm-hmm. it's those micro habits, those micro steps that make that person better. Mm-hmm. So motivation is great, but it's really about the systems that you use to make yourself better. Mm-hmm. Even goals. Goals are great, but they're fleeting once you once you reach them, right? Mm-hmm. Once you reach them, then what's the next goal? Or like if you're trying to lose weight, right? If you're trying to go from, I don't know, 300 pounds to 200 pounds, well, what happens when you get to 200 pounds? Mm-hmm. Are you just supposed to go back to your old habits? Right. Or do you right. continue? So goals for that standpoint are really um, fleeting, I would say. Mm. Now, real quick, who should read this book? Folks who struggle with trying to start and sustain something new. Okay. I think people who have a, a, an inability I to do that. I think that's everybody. Right. <laughs> that's most people. Right. A lot of people should be reading this book, <laughs> as well as those who are interested to find out how successful people win. Mm-hmm. Right. How do they consistently win? And oftentimes we find out it's not really some type of genetic thing that they have. It's really their ability to replicate their results mm-hmm. without having to necessarily think about it. Right. All right. So whether they have a team or what have you, that's what they're able to do. Now, how the book has changed me, I look at it in three things. The book has changed me in three ways, with my life, with my behavior, as well as with my thoughts. So for life, I always thought that, you know, now that I'm in my early 40s, that only the major changes that I can do to my life or do in my life could only occur when I was a teenager mm-hmm. or when I was in my early 20s. Hence, I'm a physician. That's a big deal, right? But that process started when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and it's kind of continued and took over my entire 20s. And now this part of my life is really about refinement. Is right. that necessarily really true? Right? Mm. So if I can build a new habit, do I necessarily have to be in this refinement mode? Can I just make a complete 180 change in my life? Right? Okay. Right? That's one thing to think about. Hmm. Behavior, I'm way more empathetic to people who have bad habits now. Right? <laughs> I'm before serious. what? Before what? Before No, after reading this book. No, no, no. I mean, but no, no, no. But I mean, before that, what? Like, what well, was Well, before that, it was like, oh, you're just not motivated enough. Mm-hmm. Or like, you got to set the goal of just stop smoking. Right. right. But you don't really understand like this is tough, like building a like a bad habit or habits in general are really just our body's way of being on auto mode. Mm-hmm. Right. For whether it's some type of evolutionary issue or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the key. And then for my thoughts and ideas, I think the key thing with me now is, is as long as I can show myself proof that I can accomplish things, 
then that's the most important thing is mm-hmm. showing myself proof that I can do things. So if I want to work out, as long as I can show that I am working out on a daily basis by having an X on a calendar, mm-hmm. that's the proof. That's all I need to be like, you should be able to continue this habit and go from there. Right. So the top three quotes I got from this book is, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level, level of our systems. Which means what? Which means that if you want to achieve something, if you want to change, like having these aspirations is really not enough. Mm-hmm. It's really about, well, what are you going to do to make sure that over time you're changing these things in your life or you're doing these small little infinitesimal changes so that you eventually get to that goal or you get to that change in your life? Yeah. As opposed to just saying, well, I want to start running. Well, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. Right? What does so that mean? So the steps, the, the actual steps that you set up so that you make sure you're actually going to do it. So kind of like what you were saying with, well, if I want to wake up early, then I at least got to set the alarm. Exactly. <laughs> Step one, set an alarm. Right. So like some people say, <laughs> well, I want to wake up at five in the morning and I want to start exercising and I want to write. And it's like, but you wake up, you're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes one of the best ways to get past procrastination is to break down any habit mm-hmm. or anything that you want to do into two minutes. Okay. That's what this book talks about. So if you want to wake up at 5 a.m. and you normally wake up at 7 a.m., you don't just start waking up at 5 a.m. and then saying you're going to get up and you're going to do all these different things. It's actually, no, wake up at 5 a.m. with your alarm clock, stay up for two minutes, and then go back to bed and wake up at Mm 7. And do that for several days to weeks. Eventually, you just start extending it out from there so that now it's not just waking up at 5 a.m. and then going back to bed after two minutes. It's wake up at 5 a.m. Go maybe. back to bed maybe after 10 minutes after and then eventually minutes. maybe not going back to bed. Exactly. Or get up, stay up for two minutes, go brush your teeth, and then go back to bed. Mm-hmm. But basically, you're just building the process of showing up on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's something that I thought was really cool. Another thing is is the biggest change that you can make, the most sustainable change that you can make, obviously, we talked about the infinitesimal changes, is actually identity change. Okay, Mm. so there's three levels of change that you can have in your life. You can have an outcome change. Right. So changing what you do on a daily basis, what your behavior and so forth. That's okay, Mm -hmm. Right. But that goes back to goals. Then there's a process change. And then the last thing, the most sustainable type of change that you can have in your yourself is an actual identity change. That's the best way to change your life. Who do you want to be? And then after you decide who you want to be, now you got to prove it to yourself by having small wins. If you are a smoker and you don't want to be a smoker anymore, what are you going to do to prove to yourself on a daily basis that you are going to do things that a smoker or a non-smoker does, mm-hmm. right? Right. So the, that's, that's, that's one of the key things right there. Yeah. So and I remember you talked about before, you know, basically identifying yourself as the thing that you want to be. And basically, instead of saying, I'm trying to quit smoking, you might say something like, you know, I'm, I, you know, I don't smoke. I don't smoke. Exactly. You know, and or, just kind of. Or even know. put yourself in situations where other smokers won't be. Right. So you don't have that craving. Right. So you don't have that craving. Which yeah. actually brings up the four ways that you can build a habit. So the four ways to build a habit, before we even get to that, to understand a habit, you got to understand there's four components of it. The craving, which is the cue. Mm-hmm. Right. So the cue could be I'm hungry. Right. Then is the craving. I want to eat a piece of chicken or I want a donut. Right. Mm-hmm. The, being hungry and wanting to eat a donut are two separate things. Right. Right. Because right? you can be hungry. You eat a salad. Exactly. Make the response or having the response. Right. 
And then there's also the reward. Mm -hmm. So cue, craving, response, and reward. Right. And the key things is, is whenever you want to make change is understanding that the cue has to be obvious. So let's talk about with me trying to work out. Right. I want to consistently work out because I've changed my identity. I'm an athlete. An athlete works out. So with changing my cue, I want to make it obvious. So the cue is when I get home from work or when I come home from whatever I may be, the first thing that I see is my clothes, my workout clothes. Mm -hmm. That reminds me that I need to exercise. Right. Right. So the cue is obvious there. The clothes are there. I make it attractive. So one of the things that he talks about is actually we spend like there. this is a dopamine driven loop. This is where we get biological mm -hmm. with stuff. Right. So the brain actually loves wanting way more than it wants that way more than it appreciates liking something. Mm -hmm. Right. So the anticipation, the brain or the, the, the place of your brain where you actually take action really likes that anticipation more so than appreciating something. Yeah, because right? there's been times where you're like, oh, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait for something. And then next, you know, you get it and you're like, that was it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's a concept of temptation building, mm -hmm. right? So if you want to get yourself to wash dishes, well, if you really like podcasting or if you really like listening to gossip, well, wash the dishes and listen to a podcast at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you're using science and biology to right. get yourself to do something, right. right? That's the part of making it attractive. Mm -hmm. And then make the response easy, right? So for example, I want to work out. I can't work out in a room that's cluttered. Mm -hmm. I can't work out in a room where I don't have my exercise equipment and so forth. So that's the cute, the four things, guys, to build a habit is making the cue obvious, making the craving attractive, make the response easy, and make the reward satisfying. Mm -hmm. And for cues, the most important things with cues are not only making it obvious, but understanding what kind of time are you going to put on it and where the location is going to be. I want to work out in the basement on Mondays at 8.30 a.m. Making right? it very specific. Making it very specific. Hmm. So that's that's really important. So for me, I've always now focused on when I come home, my workout clothes are in the basement. As soon as I go down the stairs, I see where my clothes are hanging. The sneakers are there. There's a fresh pair of socks there. There's a space there where the TV's there. I have T25. Me and Shanti are working out, right? Mm -hmm. And then what I do also is I make it satisfying because I have a calendar there. And it has the workout that I'm going to work out. And then I have a marker that makes it that I can X out. Right. And that's how I've been satisfying it myself as well as showing the proof hey over these last several weeks you've never broken the chain yeah, you did 10 weeks even when you went to ghana did 10 weeks i continued that and uh it's been great so now i am applying these skills to waking up at five in the morning mm -hmm. i'm applying these skills to our podcast right i'm applying these skills to a whole bunch of different areas of my life and not beating myself up if i make a mistake but really understanding that the key is how micro, how infinitesimal of a change can we make so that at least 1% of the time, 1% I'm getting better every day. 37% so, over the year. Over the year. You and got it. That you can't calculate. You got it. You got it. <laughs> you got it. I can't, I can't get the math. Someone write that up. So Because it's 1% and then it's going to be 1% of that percent. I get it. Right? But, okay, look. It so makes sense. you got to have 1%, then 1% of that percent, right? 1% of 1%, and then 1% of whatever percent that is. 
So it's always going to be 1% of the number, not 1% not 1% additive, but compounded. So if anybody, if you got whoever <laughs> wants to do the math, you. if someone wants to do the math, go ahead and text us. I don't remember that number. <laughs> Somebody that number, text us the, uh, the that number uh, is in the show equation. notes. Let us know what you think. <laughs> this is the first ever review that we've done on Docs Outside the Box. Once again, this is Atomic Habits. Yeah. A review. It was or a good an, book. A, a book. I read it too. Read by James Clear. Mm-hmm. Um, this book, like I said, has changed my life. I hope you guys pick up this book. If you're struggling, remember... Like I said, this book is for folks who struggle with with starting their own, um, you know, having their own habits. Or breaking Or habits. breaking habits. The other thing that I also didn't ma- 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 mention also is if you have a bad, if you have bad habits that you're trying to break, it's really hard to break those. Mm-hmm. But the key thing is, is you need to create an environment where it is very easy to make the bad habit disappear. Disappear <laughs> right. and obvious, yeah. right? So, yeah. for example, with me, drinking soda there's no soda in the house and i also replaced that yeah. want i replaced that want for that fizzle with salsa water mm-hmm. if you're someone who bites your nails he talks about this in a book yeah if you're someone who bites their nails well maybe if you go to the um nail salon it? and get a manicure get a manicure then you'll start to appreciate actually how nice your manicure looks mm-hmm. and it kind of takes away that urge hopefully right. or that want to have nasty looking nails or to have nail polish in your mouth because that's nasty. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, but that's nasty. <laughs> well, so on that note, guys, so that you don't have nasty ass nails. Or, or nail polish in your mouth. Or nail polish in your mouth. <laughs> or if you're trying to lose weight, we kind of figured out the way to do this. So I yeah. hope you all enjoy this book. I hope you guys enjoy this uh, book review. Let us yeah. know what y'all think about yeah. this. We got uh, several other books that we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll take it from there. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of Docs Outside the Box, y'all. Peace. Peace.